back to another episode of Corn Fed Coaching. We are again live from the Iowa Soccer Symposium in beautiful Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, right now we are joined by a uh, lovely guest, Adrian Parrish. Thank you very much. for joining joining the podcast oh happy to be here I'm excited to be on the podcast I told you earlier it's like been the highlight of my day actually is like <laughs> getting to finally be on a podcast you, you guys are creating dreams you don't know yeah, like that. Man. Uh, our dream our dream <laughs> uh, so as we do on this podcast um, if we could just jump into it give the people that don't know you but should know you um, a little bit about yourself, a brief, uh, brief background, and what you uh, currently do in the game. Now. Yeah, well, um, after 14 years as the technical director for Kentucky Youth Soccer, uh, I stepped away this mm. this, uh, this week. Um, this a, week? Yeah, this week. We got week. breaking news. Yeah, but, well, it breaks out on social media a little <laughs> bit this week. But I, I was funny, because if you ever want to feel loved, if you're not feeling loved, and you've been involved in youth soccer, <laughs> you don't feel like you're making an impact. Step away from the job and you'll find <laughs> how many people really, really do appreciate you. Uh, even today, there was two former players who I coached in uh, ODP and took them to Costa Rica. Yeah. And they were from Iowa, came running up to me and gave me big hugs and, you know, just was, uh, hey, coach, great to see you. Yeah, so it was good. So, so yeah, I was uh, there for 14 years as the state technical director, uh, part-time and currently with FC Cincinnati with their U-17s running their discovery program which is uh, for 12s, 13s and 14s, do some scouting running the affiliate program so it's full time on part time wage but uh, <laughs> but I love it, it's okay, it's, it's great it uh, wouldn't, wouldn't change it for the world do some coaching education for US soccer, teaching the national coaching courses and uh, yeah just uh, been stateside for 20 plus years now, so mm. it's been great glad to have you yeah yeah did you ever play in England? Uh, the semi-professional level, like at the lowest levels. Uh, level. <laughs> so I was at a pro club in England, Grimsby Town. I was working with Grimsby, uh, yeah, fish and chips. <laughs> really good yeah, fish and chips. Oh, yeah, anyone yeah. in England right now, yeah. best fish and chips. Best fish and chips. Um, so I was there for like four years. Uh, I just decided I was only just going to come over here and do uh, camps for six weeks. Okay. And they sent me to lovely North Carolina, and then the uh, the camp organization no longer exists, and they, uh, at that point, called me back in and said, hey, do you want to stay full-time? And if you've been to North Carolina versus being to Grimsby, you all agree, you all understand why I agree <laughs> to stay. Contrast, yeah, yeah. Uh, still miss Grimsby, but still miss North Carolina, too. <laughs> not been back since. <laughs> so I, I stayed and then uh, worked for them in, uh, in the D.C. area for two years. Worked in Buffalo, New York for a little bit, running a, uh, a small club up there. Large, well, small, it's a large recreational club. And then I moved to the... Uh, state position in 2005 so and I was there until like I said this week oh, awesome um, so Taka you said that you run the discovery program are you do you also do the education for Cincinnati so the the, the affiliate program okay is basically where our education comes in sure. so the affiliate program is basically where local clubs or any clubs can like become an affiliate with the club so sure. They get access to our curriculum that we're working within the academy. We help their coaches within the club understand our philosophy and how we're trying to play. Um, 
it's not necessarily the only pathway for players to get into the development academy, but we use that uh, as they get access, their coaches get access to come and watch our uh, academy teams train. Depending on the level of the affiliate as well, they can maybe get access to come and watch our first team train. Gotcha. Um, so it's brand new. The, the MLS organisation obviously is brand new in the aspect. You know, we're just starting our second year as a franchise, so it'll be uh, be interesting this next year to see how they develop and how they move on. Um, you know, teething problems within the first year, um, which is expected. We've been, like I said earlier, within any organisation, which is going to happen. Um, but yeah, the. The curriculum and the education for local clubs and organizations will come through the affiliate program. Gotcha. And then tell us more uh, about another new term for some people about the discovery program. Yeah, um, so Larry Sunderland, who's the academy director for, uh, for FC Cincinnati, um, or the player development title, his official title. I uh, hope he's not listening because he's my boss, so uh, I may have given him the wrong title. Um, <laughs> Make sure we tag him. <laughs> so, um, he basically was at Chicago yeah. Fire and then he was at, uh, at Portland. So he, he brought this program into several of his organizations before. So the Discovery program is for players that we see within local clubs and organizations, high-performing level players that we have scouted within like the 11, 12, 13, 14 age range to come in and still train with us at our facility uh, once a week for about five to six weeks. And it's yet another pathway for us to scout players and get players into, uh, into the facility and uh, for us to observe them and see them. So it's basically the discovery is discovering new talent for the, for the club, but they still stay with their local clubs playing on a daily basis, or sorry, on a weekly basis, and they just come and train with us so they get to understand the pathway and get to understand a little bit about the club as well. Mm-hmm. Is that is that a, an MLS standard thing, or is that something that just FCC is doing? I believe several MLS clubs are doing it. Um, you know, I mean, I'm relatively new to the MLS organisation in, in the aspects that I just started there in August. Uh, I know when I was just down in the GA Cup uh, in Atlanta, um, they do it there. Some of the MLS BAs start with the younger age groups, um, and some use the Discovery program to create younger U12 teams to send to GA Cups and everything mm-hmm. as well. So it's obviously new to Cincinnati, because everything's new to Cincinnati, uh, but I, I think several of the other MLS organizations do it. Do you ever use um, the, the affiliate program to bring kids into the discovery program? Do they work hand-in-hand, or is it two separate kind of entities? With no, no we, we will be using it. So yeah. the affiliate program hasn't officially kicked off yet. Okay. It will. Uh, we have plenty of clubs out there within, our, within Ohio, predominantly a few in Kentucky, that want to become affiliate members, a couple in Indiana. Um, you know, so we, we are looking at those. So yes, they will be bringing in players into the discovery program. But again, it's you can't just say, "Hey, this is the one and only pathway." You know, the, the, we're looking at kids everywhere. We're, we're looking for kids all over. You know, like, we were down in Florida, uh, which I didn't get to go, unfortunately. <laughs> I, 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 somehow, you got a great tan anyway. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, I ended up scouting in Michigan in December. <laughs> in the cold. In the cold. <laughs> and the other guys got Florida. They're probably like, oh, he's, he's used to it. Yeah, exactly. So I was, but I did find a very good player up in uh, up in Michigan, and we're hoping to get him in for our U19s next year. So, but if, if we hadn't gone there, we wouldn't have found him. So, right. you, you know, yeah. 
you've got to find players. You, you just don't know where you're going to find them. You just don't. And um, hopefully they're committed and want to come in. And kind of totally off the topic a little bit, but once you come down to the facility at FC Cincinnati, it's a $30 million facility. And for me, it's probably within the top two or three within the MLS. It's as good if not better than some of the uh, facilities at the low-level Premier League, English Premier League yeah. clubs. Um, it, it's it's an amazing place to, to be working. So as soon as players come in, families come in, it's the wow factor yeah. <laughs> really yeah, hard, hits. Yeah. Hard to say, no, nah, yeah, I don't want to yeah, go here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We lose a couple, but that's going to happen. Sure. You know, we've lost a couple. There's, you know, Some other organisations, like I said, if they're in that two or three, they, they offer just as much. So. Yeah. So you were with SC Cincinnati before they were in the MLS? No. No, no, no. There was USL and I was not with them. They didn't have an academy. So they came MLS mm-hmm. in March mm-hmm. last year, this time last year. They started the academy in August and I started with the academy on a part-time basis in August. Yeah. Mm. So, just for the, so again, maybe more for the layman, what it was some of the major differences between your role with Kentucky that you just stepped away from. I know, obviously, there's several. <laughs> so, but but some of the main ones from running a state organization uh, and going and working with, now, a professional organization. Yeah, and a lot changed in the landscape with U.S. youth soccer yeah. and state associations over 14 years, sure. as I'm sure you can imagine. Right, right. You know, when I first came into the... Uh, to the role as the state technical director, the U.S. Soccer Development Academies didn't exist. The Olympic Development Program was still the number one pathway where players wanted to be involved in. Uh, you know, if you was a high-level player, you used ODP to try and help you get places. Yeah. You know, either through on the national team or you used it to, um, you know, get into colleges, which you can still use it. It still serves a purpose for states like Kentucky, maybe Iowa, because it, you know, and Iowa's been great, absolutely fantastic at producing some uh, some high-level ODP players. Um, you know, but so the biggest role and the biggest change is when you are with the state association. Um, you, you're, you're trying to change mindsets of clubs and organisations. And, and who basically um, are obviously stuck in, not stuck in the ways, but have their ways of doing things. I think some of, we, we implemented a lot of great things in Kentucky during my time. We mandated coaching education. We told coaches they have to have a certain level of license. A lot of kickback on it, you know? But you finally got there. You've got to be persistent and you've got to work with people because you're working with volunteers. In state-level associations, you're working with volunteers. You're working with volunteer clubs. You're working with volunteer coaches. You have to be patient. You're selling a lot because you're changing the mindset of people that don't necessarily understand what the purpose is of what you're doing. Um, you know, so you're doing that. You're trying to restructure clubs. We added in U9 academies where you know there wasn't any scores or standings or anything like that. Um, you know, so, so you, uh, they didn't quite understand that because hey, everyone wants to win, whether it's U9 or, or anything else. You know, so we, we moved away with, with, with some of, some of those type of things, and that was difficult. Uh, so, so that happened. We actually um, introduced the soccer learning. We called it our soccer learning university, which is similar to the symposium which we've done here. Uh, we I set that up about four years ago, which uh, Candice came down to and helped us within the first year. And you know that's a great event, but it's just a continuous education event. 
and so within within that uh, as well trying to encourage people to get continuous education is difficult so when you go to a professional organization when you're working with professional players or future professional players the desire and the heart rate uh, the, you know the heart and the, the level to continuously want to get better and the drive is probably there for more people not dealing with parents which helps you know uh, we no as really <laughs> we as coaches don't have to you don't deal miss with that <laughs> you know what I, it's so much better it never bothered me I, it never really bothered me mate I, I, I really didn't mind dealing with them yeah. because it's just like hey can I change your mindset a little bit that, that's how I always wanted to be can I help you understand why we do do things that's one of the reasons we set up the podcast yeah yeah that's great so it's just like so it didn't bother me in the aspect of like, can I? <laughs> and, and, and anybody that does know me or will be first to say, I'm not afraid of confrontation. Sure, you know? yeah. but, and, but you can't be. You can't be in, in, in this position. You can't be afraid of it. You can't be afraid of having your opinions. As I've got, and I don't say I've got older anymore, I say as I've got wiser, yeah. uh, as I've got wiser within the game, yeah, I've made myself a little bit more vulnerable. I'm probably not as confrontational when working with people in the aspects of just like, hey, this is my way only. You know what I mean? Because there are many ways. Yeah. Um, but I think still within US youth soccer, it's like, okay, we, we just like to keep it this way, uh, and, which is okay. Mm. Which is okay. But I wish people would act, you know, be honest in what they are trying to accomplish. That is, if you're about winning, and as a club, you're all about winning, and you want to play in a certain style, be honest about it. Sure. Be honest, and that's what you want to be. If you're about developing players, and you want to play in a certain way, and of course everyone wants to play Barcelona-esque, right? You know, and I said that earlier to people, if you put the word Barcelona in front of every presentation, everyone's going to come to you. <laughs> but, you <laughs> but you have to create the players to play like Barcelona. Barcelona-esque doesn't come as a team, right, yeah. you know? So that, and that's one of the other great things is about working in a, in a MLS DA academy. You are creating players, but we're creating relationships. We're creating relationships that last a lifetime. Just like I mentioned with the, with the two boys that came up and, and said hello and gave me a big hug here today. Uh, you, you're creating relationships because someone told me last week, if you think about it, we're working with these 16, 17 year olds. If one of them is successful and goes on to make it as a pro player, which of course we hope, right? Because that's one of our jobs. They're only going to be doing that for probably 12 years of their life, 13 years of their life. Okay? They've still got the rest of their life ahead of them. So I hope as a youth coach that I have molded them well enough to also not just be a good soccer player but be a good person. Mm-hmm. And that's very important to me. That's 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 my roots as, as a coach and that's why I really love working with, with the younger younger kids and you can mould them and you can help them um, because it's, it's important relationships in any level any level of any, any line of work is important yeah uh, so talking about the individual player kind of um, so what are you uh, looking for and, and again we kind of talked I think it was before the pod about it's more that you're developing pros. That's mm-hmm. that's your job now. So what are you looking for through the discovery program or when you go scout in Michigan or Florida for your luckier <laughs> colleagues? 
Um, what are you looking for there? And then what are you looking uh, to produce within your own academy at FC Cincinnati? Sure. Well, first off, I'm looking to go to Florida next time. So, uh, <laughs> also where well, Texas, anywhere, California, come on, whoever's listening, take me. I'm available. Um, Spain. We just had Lee Fletcher on, and he was for Elizabeth oh, Madrid. I was just about to say, why am I shooting for these places? Yeah. <laughs> Brazil. Come on, we can scout everywhere. So, basically, the first thing we look for is can, technically, are they have the ability that we need? All right. So, we look at the four pillars of the game. Yeah. So, when we're having the player come in to understand our tactics and our style, we probably understand they're not going to understand what we expect of them tactically. So we can't have that. So even when we've had kids come in on trial, we don't look at them and say, well, hey, they're not defending right there or you know, they're not appearing in the pockets at the right moments or not doing something because they haven't quite got that yet. So we look and they technically, are they okay? Are they physically uh, of the profile of what we're looking for? And of course, you know, everyone always thinks, hey, are we looking for the biggest, fastest, strongest player? No, no. Because physically you could be, hey, can I think quick? All right, can I think with my mind quick? Can I play with my mind quick? So psychologically, those are the type of things we're looking for. Are they understanding if they are a smaller player, do they understand where and when to appear and play in pockets and things like that? So, yeah, there are little moments like those type of things. But, you know, it's certainly not always about the fastest, strongest, you know, player that we can do all of that. We look technically, can they do it? Right, and then we kind of cross the two pillars of physically and psychologically together and then, then we try to develop the tactical understanding when we get there. Hmm. So, and for those so do you, where do you guys look primarily do you, like so outside of the Ohio area directly do you, you go across the country is it like through ODP events do you go to clubs showcases different things like that we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah, we're getting there. There's only four of us on, well, five of us on staff plus Larry, so six of us on staff. Mm. Um, so, yeah, we, we are getting there. Um, but not are we all scouting together, we're all coaching together. You know, each coach has their very, very good strengths within, uh, you know, within the U17 head coach, Ricardo Paez, who I, I assist. Ricardo played for Venezuela. Uh, 70 plus times at the national level played in 10 different countries Ricardo can break down individual players technically on how they can improve so that's one of his strengths is when he's working especially with attacking players you know he, he was a number 10 he played in that played in that role so he understands understands how to break players down technically very well Josh who, Neff who, who's with the with the uh, with the 15s, he's you know on the, on the sports science type type of thing, so and sports performance. So he, he, he has some expertise in that. So we've all got individual strengths as, as well. So not only are we doing that, but we're all scouting together as well at the same time. So even though we live in a microwave society and we expect and we expect and we want and want and want now, we are very very patient. Um, owners, I guess, in the, in, in, within the club that realise, hey, Rome's not going to be built within a, yeah. within a day. So, yeah, we, we've got, we know we need to add more people to the organisation and, and to the programme. Um, and and uh, so, yeah, you know, Ohio predominantly, yeah. Kentucky, uh, Indiana, Michigan. Um, and of course, then you get the territories of MLS organisations have the territories of where they can go and, and all of that. Whether that's going to change, whether that's going to... Move. I don't know. That's above, way above my pay packet. <laughs> sure. um, 
So, yeah, I mean, we've had kids come in from Argentina this week. Yeah. Uh, we had a kid come in from England, you know, so you know, we, we, we have kids coming in. Uh, we don't have a residence program yet, but we will have next year. Right. When I say next year, I mean August. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so, so, yeah. Were there any hurdles for you going from kind of a, a again, not, I'm not asking the same question of the, the different challenges, but going from kind of, uh, okay, player development to we're producing a pro. Like, we're, that's our end goal. Were there any challenges for you as a coach? Yeah, still are. Yeah? Still are. Still kind of trying to switch my mind off a little bit. I'm a dad first. Yeah. yeah and I, I do have a son who is in the 15s. Um, you know, and I sometimes forget, well, I don't think I forget I'm a dad first because... My, uh, my pockets show that, my wallet's not there, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, but I'm a dad first, and, yeah. you know, and he's had a few problems. Um, he, he's a late developer himself, so that's been, a, that's been an interesting couple of months for me, um, where his playing time has been, been limited. Um, but whereas if he was in a development, and of course we're still about developing players. Right, right. Don't get me wrong, we are still about developing players. But if he was in a a USYS or maybe a non-MLSDA his playing time may be a little bit more you know and, and even the coach will admit, admit that all of us would yeah. all of us would you know we would love to play every player and, and, and give every player the opportunity to put on the orange and blue you know and, and we will but they have to work at it and they have to earn it we can't just say hey you get it because you pay they don't pay to play for this you know, an MLS academy, they don't pay. If anything, we're paying yeah. for them. The amount of money that we put into each individual player is a lot. Is a lot. So, yeah, changing that mindset has been difficult. It's been really difficult because I'm doing it as a dad as well. So, yeah, it's, a, it's been a big hurdle. And there's been a lot of me getting As I like said, I'm a dad first, including my own son, who basically told me, several truths this week <laughs> so um, you know which is okay sometimes kids give you the best lessons right <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially in your own especially, especially in your own ones yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. So, but yeah we, we, it's changing the mindset is, is, is difficult but I'm, I'm, I still like to think even even out as a as a coach that's in a um, MLS or professional organisation we can be holistic mm. and understand the kid from the kid because like I said, at the end, we are still trying to produce people. Great, great people as well. You know, because the game, the game does help. The sports help kids in general, right? You know, it's yeah. Awesome. So, <laughs> as most pods, uh, we always end on favourite soccer memory. So, I mean, you can go player, you can go coach, you can go dad. Yeah, you can do all three. Yeah, I, 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 I may go all, all three in a roundabout way, but obviously, you know, just having my son being offered the position last year at FC Cincinnati was, was a great memory. It actually happened to come on the same day, which was June the 1st, which is an interesting date for me. June the 1st was the first day that I got into the US. It happened to be my mum and dad's wedding anniversary that day. And there's a Liverpool fan. That was also the day that they won the Champions League. Even, wow. Yeah, even, even though it's been a bad a day for day. been a bad day for Liverpool today. Uh, you know, finally got that defeat. I guess. So oh, yeah. Out. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> can I can I get in? <laughs> <laughs> me, and, me and Stevie G. Um, 
my favourite memory was probably still 2005, the Champions League final, as a fan, as a fan. However, you know, I have been able to watch Liverpool play at Anfield several times. Um, it's hard sometimes, well, it's not hard, I always still watch Liverpool as a fan. Uh, you know, as you coach, you probably watch every other game as a, uh, as a coach and you break it down. Um, so yeah, that was the 2005 Champions League final as a fan was probably my, my highlight. Um, as a dad, obviously as I mentioned, seeing that last year for him. As a coach, um, it's been interesting. There's it, not been, I was a development coach, you know, as a technical director, so I've never really gone on and, and won uh, the youth level of state cups. I've never had state tournaments, never had teams playing in state tournaments or anything like that. So the greatest moments of always when you get to see kids that I have worked at from ODP go on and play to the professional level. Um, but I did have a. Uh, I did have a men's and women's amateur team in Kentucky before USL 2 came around. And actually, the USL did ask us to take it, take it on, and uh, we took um, both men's and women's to the amateur national finals uh, in, in the same year. Um, lost both, but we. Uh, <laughs> but the, the the thing is about that. Every kid that was on both of those teams was actually from the state of Kentucky. And you can't say that Kentucky is the hotbed of soccer. <laughs> you know, so, so that, that, was a, that was a great highlight and accomplishment uh, to have done that. Uh, but I st I'd like to still think that maybe I've got plenty of more good years ahead of me as a coach um, and as a dad. And, and as a fan, so Klopp, stay there and win the league for us. Please, please. Awesome. Uh, well, again, we want to honor your time. Uh, thanks again so much for stopping by and chatting, uh, rounding out the rounding out the symposium with the, the sessions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Closing yeah. session. Yeah, no, I put, um, no, was it the best for last? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there we go. There no, we go. awesome. No, it's great, guys. I appreciate it. I, I mean, I really do like listening to podcasts, and you guys are putting a great one on. Um, you know, so it's uh, it's great to just see what you guys are doing, especially here in Iowa, and uh, you know, you guys keep doing the good work as well.